Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Tyler joins his friend on a trip to the Catskills for a weekend birthday party with several people he doesn't know. As soon as he gets there, it's clear that he's, one, the only black guy there, and two, it's going to be a weekend of heavy drinking. Although Tyler is welcomed, he can't help but feel uneasy about being around a close-knit group of white guys. The combination of all the testosterone and alcohol starts to get out of hand, and Tyler's precarious situation starts to feel like a nightmare. With writer-director Sebastian Silva's signature handheld style, probing subtext and body language, Tyrell conjures up an undeniable and underlying tension that marks his most radical character exploration yet. And that is true. This is a brilliant film, and we're fortunate to have with us, as I just said, the writer and the director, Sebastian Silva. Sebastian, welcome to Film School. Hey, thanks so much. That sounded great. Well, you know, something I wanted to add to the synopsis you read that I noticed that it kind of never mentions that also on top of, like, Tyler being the only uh, black guy among these, like, nine other white dudes, he's, he also doesn't know anybody but his friend Johnny, which is interesting because it's, like, Tyler's behavior in the movie and sort of, like, what triggers big part of his alienation is just also not knowing anybody else and not just being black among white people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he has no context for these people. He only has what we all have is a set of sort of built-in ideas about how people are if we don't know them. So he, he, you're right. And, right, and, and exactly. you th- And you throw in... You throw in race, and but it's it. He doesn't have a context. He doesn't know it. You're right, exactly. And it, it, by the way, it's a film that is at once very sharp. The characters are very well drawn uh, in a very short period of time, which is one of my favorite things about filmmakers is the ability to do that. But we're also left with a lot of chaos in terms of the interaction of whether or not how serious or how playful the interactions are between all these people. So not ne- being able to gauge that that degree of who's kidding and who's not, who's serious and who's not in this film ratchets up the tension in this film and I think in a very significant way and makes it an exceptional watch. Um, let me let me just ask where the idea for the film, for um, the idea for the story behind Tyrell came from. Yeah, for the particular story, it was, um, I was with a really good friend who's actually in the movie. He plays the, the sort of the, the host, Nico. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my really good friend. We were both in Cuba. We were um, at the beach, and we saw this group of American white kids in their mid-20s drinking rum out of the bottle and just being drunk and loud and playing silly games. And then among them, there was this one black dude. So it was, they were all black. They were all white, but one this, but with the exception of this one guy. And then that guy seemed that he was, like, somehow tailing behind them and, like, not really getting involved in the games and, like, maybe pretending to be drunker than he was so he didn't have to interact or whatever it was. But, like, mm. thing is, like, he could have been having a shit day or he just maybe felt that he didn't want to participate in those games that day. But it was very hard, if not impossible, 
to unsee the fact that he was black. So, so that is what made me want to make a movie about a guy that goes to a place that where he doesn't know anybody, which is a recipe for alienation to for everybody, anyone. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yep. It's like yeah. it would be for me, it would be for you, I assume, or it would be for a lot of people that would get invited way to a cabin in the woods with a bunch of people that you don't know and on top of that as you said in the synopsis they get drunk you know so it's like so okay he's going to like our, our main character is going to a place where he doesn't know anybody okay alarm but then on top of that he's black it's like double alarm especially in america you know because like the fact that he's black among white people overshadows the fact that he doesn't know anyone and like that is so easily seen even the way that you described the movie like he was never mentioned that he didn't know anybody which is a huge factor for alienation yeah but then because he's black everybody takes for granted that he would be alienated for that so that's the reason and that's the anecdote that little sort of like underwhelming anecdote that i told you in cuba was what triggered me to make a movie about it because the fact that that guy who wasn't completely sort of included in in the beach in Cuba, that it wouldn't have called my attention at all if he hadn't been black, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and also you throw into that mix, they're in the woods in a cabin, and he is, Tyler is untethered from anybody that he can even talk to with uh, I, and so that's another sort of it's a it's a another level of alienation in a in in that he can't communicate with the outside world but and it also is a wonderful device for again increasing the level of tension among between him and and many in the group too so no, I mean, it is really also the history of America that makes this movie so damn tense yeah. and so damn scary when nothing truly at the end happens. I think it's important that we talk about this movie being a, a very subdued sort of film about race dynamics, you know, but like it is a movie that turns out to be terrifying because of the context, you know, the historical context. And... um and the fact that they're like upstate New York, where there's a lot of white supremacists, and that there are even KKK sort of members, and uh, and so any move, any move that he makes, or anything that, uh, I mean, all the potential danger that this 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 particular scenario carries for Black Americans is what makes the movie so terrifying. Um, but it's really uh, a suspense or a horror that it's a projection of the audience. Because yeah, yeah. when you watch the movie for a second time, knowing how the movie ends, then you learn that there's really nothing to be afraid of. And like, there's not really many signs that are leading you to think that there could be physical violence or some kind of physical abuse. Or, you know, like, there's mm -hmm. really... If you really watch the movie, there's nothing there that is overtly inciting that this will take place, you know? So hmm. I, I'm fascinated by how this movie has created so much anxiety among American audiences. Yeah. It's, really, it's really telling of how 
open the wound it still is and probably will be forever, you know, but like it is a tension and a horror that I would dare to say only Americans feel because I have shown this movie to, I mean, Chilean, black Caribbean people, uh, black um, uh, European people, uh, white European people, and I've shown it to a lot of people and like truly it is only Americans that that think think the worst is going to happen. Yeah. You know, and it's it's funny if if it had been a European cast, I, I think what you're talking about would have been much more evident. If you'd had European actors exclusively, I don't think you. I don't know if you'd have right. been able to get the same kind of movie. I mean, they're actors; they would have done their best to get give you the same kind of movie. But I, but I'm wondering if that if that would have, in some way, altered the perception of that as well. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and because, that's like is the way that white people and black people in America interact, and there's and there's history that makes every single little dynamic in this movie so tense. Yeah, because like the interactions isolated and like displayed to take the context away from from them, then. They're completely harmless, yeah. you know, but uh, not in the context that we're in. They're terrifying. Right. Well, well, I mean, it's we fought a civil war over this. I, I you know, and and it's funny right. w- watching <laughs> watching the interactions. I, I'm, I'm, was completely aware of exactly what you're talking about. And my reactions are very much what you're describing because the, there's so much in the, to read between the lines in terms of the dialogue back and forth. There are so many apologies going back and forth almost from the minute that Tyler enters into the cabin. The people that he's dealing with, the different white guys he's dealing with, there's there's a level of uncertainty and anxiety that's evident to me. Maybe it's just the visual cues, it's the verbal cues, whatever it is. But it's also all of the apologizing that goes on in, or, or, or trying to explain yourself. Because, yes, here in America, it's never far from the surface. It's never, ever far. It is, it is the elephant in the room all the time. Yeah, and that's what, like, and that's what Michael Sarek's character comes in. It's a relief even though he says some of the most crazy shit, you know, like, yeah. he's wearing a wetsuit, he's covering him black entirely, and he goes into the room and points at Tyrell and laughingly says, like, yeah. look, Tyrell, now you're not the only black man here. And Tyrell leaves, like, he lets out a really loud laugh of relief somehow because of what you're talking about, because of that sort of, fearful, apologetic attitude that some of these guys have um, around Tyrell and how some of these liberal white people, men, are are, are kind of walking on eggshells around Tyler, you know? Yeah. So and, and for Tyler to have Michael's character just be blunt and not scared and, like, sort of bring him, him, bringing him closer, not by offending him, but just, like, not... not not being afraid of offending, you know, and like just treating him like 
like an equal, you know, like yeah. a friend, like somebody that he can joke around without, like, Michael's character is not afraid at all that Pikai is going to be offended by that, and then he locks out, and he actually, Tyler actually isn't. And then again, it's very important to, I mean, for me, because I know that making this movie was stepping into very tricky territories, you know, um, and then it's, it's been important for me to stress the point that Tyler is Tyler, you know, and yes, he's a black man, but he's not every black man either. So, for instance, like, in a moment, like, when Michael tells him that joke, yeah, Tyler laughs, you know, and he's like, I like him. And he calls him the N-word, I think, for the first time there. You know, he calls Michael Sarah's character the N-word in a friendly manner. Yeah. And maybe that would not be the reaction of every black man at all. Maybe... Maybe somebody would stand up and throw him a bottle, you know, for saying such a thing. Or, like, you don't know. You, don't, you really don't know. You can't, you can't generalize uh, reactions like that. It, it really it's very personal to the, to the individual, you know, and that's, why, and that's why also the movie is called a name. Yeah. And, you know, it's called this guy's name. I mean, it's, it's said wrong, you know, because right. the name of the movie itself is kind of like a microaggression. But, uh, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, as you're saying, like the amount of apologetic sort of feel that it's around Tyler makes it even more tense. Yeah. You know? It doesn't help. That's the thing that's so... Right. It, 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 even though... And I will just say for the... Uh, the in, in giving the characters the benefit of the doubt, it's just, I think it's sincere. It, I, I believe it to be sincere, but it doesn't help. And I don't know how to get around that. And I, I mean, I feel like I'm sort of, right. you know, I, I'm internalizing this film in a way w- as I'm describing it to you. But I, I feel like that's kind of the point. You, you are a provocative filmmaker, and I find myself incorp- I find myself uh, internalizing this film in trying to describe to you what it is I feel it's about, which yeah, is yeah, which is in and of itself that's telling. Where yeah, that's where the movie should be operating. Yeah, and that's why the movie is like the movie it is. So you, so you are conflicted yourself about it, you know. And like, it is true. Nobody, nobody knows how. What is what's the way? What's the way to do it best? And I feel that that also makes this movie somehow forgiving in a way, you know, and like. In a way where where Tyler is also confused himself about what microaggressions to let go and like is he being paranoid? Is he being too paranoid? Or are these guys actual assholes? Or are, is there ignorance and their microaggressions intentional? Are, and if it's not, is that more forgivable than if it if it wasn't? And so on and so on. So the movie comes comes with all of these questions that I think are very fair to to ask yourself as a black man and as a white man and as a white woman and as a black woman and as every as everything. Just like I think it's very important to make yourself these questions and be and be brave enough and 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 feel uh, and feel open enough to talk about them and right. like right. 
don't be afraid to maybe offend somebody. Hopefully not, but like you need to check in with yourself, see if your intentions seem right, and then try it out, you know, because I think, and that's why also the movie it's made, so there is an, a conversation that opens up from it, you know, right. and and it's very hard to solve things without talking about them, and like, it's tricky and it's very complicated because the damage that's been made is too big, it's too big to even ask for more patience and more forgiveness, you know, because somehow this movie is also at points asking Tyrell to be maybe forgiven, you know, yeah. forgiving, you know, and like to like the guy that called him Tyrell instead of Tyler, you know, it's right. like, fuck man, like, right. Would that, are you going to let that go or are you going to like pin right. him against the car and tell him that he's a racist motherfucker, which is possible too and it's not something that you can judge because it's a, an accumulation of injustices and these microaggressions are just like more it makes it think even more you know so it's like it's a complicated subject and like the movie i don't think there is a conclusion right and and just like you said those microaggressions and it is in those moments in those split second decisions do i let it go or do i stand up because if i don't stand up here am i going to have to stand up against it somewhere where it's more it's the consequences are more dire and 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 and, and so and i and i think myself in terms of this sort of discussion it is not because of my skin color that i'm getting shot down in the streets for doing virtually nothing wrong and so I, it's right. so, so in that, I mean, it's just so we're still, we're still waging, it's now a psychological civil war and it, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on, but we're still, we, to this day, as we speak, we're having elections in which race is the, the defining issue still. And we're 150 years I later. Mean, you know, yeah, I, I know, but it's not surprising because it's so fresh and it's, so horrific. Yeah. It's like, it seems, I don't know, man. It, I don't think it will ever go away. No one like, and that's why some people have thought that that this movie is very tragic. Yeah. Because of how it ends, you know, yeah. and like, because it doesn't give you a way out. Right. Because it, has, it doesn't have a revenge payoff or anything. Like, it's just an observational movie about sort of like contemporary race dynamics in more peaceful context, you know, because in more civilized con in, in a more civilized context context I would say, you know? Um Yeah. Well but yeah it's hard to um, it's hard. It's hard to do it's, it's very hard to um to come up with a with a solution and it's really not my place. I don't I don't know what the solution is. Well, you're asking the question, Sebastian. Nope. You're asking the question. You're putting it in front of people. And that, as an artist, is all you can do. You can't answer it for them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let, me, let me just, in the last minute or so I have with you, because I, I, we're speaking with Sebastian Silva about his wonderful new film called Tyrell. And um, 
the, this is a great cast. And by the way, I just really would be remiss if I just didn't talk a little bit about this wonderful cast of people. I've been a um, a fan of, well, Jason Mitchell is the lead. He plays T- Tyler in the film. He's terrific. He's great. Christopher Abbott, who I've loved since I saw him in James White, and I've seen him in a few other things. He is absolutely a wonderful actor. You mentioned Michael Sarah. The entire cast is fantastic. They all do a great job. Caleb uh, Landry Jones and others in here. Uh, I, I, however, you got these all of these wonderful actors together in one place to spend what I assume was a very hectic production schedule. It feels like you shot this film pretty quickly. Yeah, we shot the movie. We I wrote the movie in ten days and shot it in another ten days. Jesus, which is kind of a record to be honest. <laughs> but um, to me, and like the cast was put together pretty quickly. I'm friends with Chris and I'm friends with Michael and Jason. I met it for the first time. For this movie, and but it was easy. Luckily, he had the time, and I went and flew over to New Orleans quick, like very rapidly, just to meet him and see if we were gonna click. Because I really needed Tyler, Ty, the whoever played Tyler, Tyler, to be a, an extremely close collaborator, you know. Because at the end of the day, it's his story, you know. And like yeah. again, I'm a like, light-skinned Latino who's been in America for 15 years, but, like, if I'm going to be telling the story of a black man alienated by white Americans, like, I need to be somehow... I need to collaborate, you know? It cannot it cannot be my vision alone. Yeah. It's something that we're constructing together, and so, so as important as Jason's insights were, were the insights of the rest of the cast, you know? And, like, how they would behave among it and like what kind of level of tension we want to create and what felt cliche and what didn't. And it was like a very quick, quick um, experiment and just uh, like life or just the, the project like took shape so quickly and it was so organically made and like so spontaneous and easy. Like there were very, very little barriers for us to get this movie made and like yeah. and that those kind of flows like free flows inform me that you're doing the right thing in the right place at the right time at the right time and that's how this movie felt for everybody well well it was the hero i had an actor that was cast to be that character and then he got cold feet at the last moment because he felt that this movie should not be made by somebody who wasn't black or American, and uh, he sort of abandoned the ship at the last minute, and I was maybe going to play Caleb's character, but then my DP, Alexis, um, mentioned Caleb because they worked together in the Florida project, and and I reached out to Caleb, and he was such a hero. Like, he read it, he trusted, and he came. And, like, I learned later on that he had also been... (laughs) the antagonist in Get Out, yeah. which made it also even more anecdotical. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the team we had was really a dream team. Everybody was such a great partner to collaborate and like very patient, very hardworking, yeah. and uh, open. Well, well, top to bottom, top to bottom, the cast is wonderful. 
This is a wonderful film. It is a provocative film, as I mentioned. And I want to thank you so very much for making the film. Uh, it's called Tyrell and for being here on Film School. Again, the film is opening uh, November 30th here in Los Angeles. You can go to the Magnolia Picture website. Magnolia Pictures is where you'll find out information on screening and about the film. And you have a huge, you have a, just such a great body of work now, Sebastian. And I my congratulations to you as a filmmaker and as an artist, and uh, continue your great work. Um, and I look forward to a, hopefully another conversation sometime down the road. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for inviting me again. And like, I really appreciate whoever's appreciate this movie because, as you say, it's not an easy movie. It's provocative, but I think it's a great conversation piece and. I'm really hoping that a lot of people watch it and, like, the conversation opens up. And, um, and yeah, please, let's have a talk again soon. I'm <laughs> uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Silva, thank you so much for being here on Film School. Thanks so much, man. Have a great one. You Bye. too. You too. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.